Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Uh, Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. It is this week's edition of the Cutting Edge Outdoors. That's the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants. And uh, i got to tell you, you know, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed, so you never know what's going to happen. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. And we got Mitch filling in for Sam on the board today. So, folks, if you want to get involved in the show, if you want to get it, if you have any questions or comments, just give us a buzz at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, uh, Mitch. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. So, so I just go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, Danny, I got some breaking news. What's the breaking news? Okay. Now, you know my youngest son, Andy, He uh, he's an EMT for Bell Ambulance. Yep. And uh, last week, one day, him and his uh, co-worker, Cam, were out for their normal run in the ambulance, picking up people, helping people here and there. Well, they got a call. A lady was having a baby. Well, it wasn't, and she needed a ride to the hospital. Well, guess what? Um, couldn't make it to the hospital. <laughs> so are you saying your son delivered a baby? Yep, Andy and his uh, co-worker Cam delivered a baby, and I said, oh, man, how gross. No, <laughs> no, well, it's like, I mean, yeah, I'm it very is. proud. It, yeah, you're, you're right, it is gross. Um, yeah, it that's is. why I would never be a doctor, It, you know, lots of stuff. I don't but I, I, I was very proud of him, and uh, I said, well, you know, it, it, that, that, that's something you don't hear of every day. You know, you hear of... Listen, Tom, it can't break. be... It, did, he ever play, did he ever play quarterback before? All you gotta oh, do is put it. your hands down like under center and and get the yeah hut well, there it goes. Well, there's a little bit more to it than that, but uh, well, anyway. let's think. What uh, would you have to do? Okay, so okay, so you deliver the baby, you wipe it, you you wipe its mouth off to make sure you know you don't have to necessarily you know crack it to see that it starts you know breathing or 
that's when they cry and and then you gotta what you gotta cut the umbilical cord right or tie it off or something like that correct yeah yeah so that's a, what's so hard about that yeah well this one <laughs> yeah. the umbilical cord was wrapped around the baby's neck well that's dangerous yeah that was dangerous but everything turned out fine baby and mama were fine and uh so I mean, no. I mean, I gotta say congratulations. That's pretty cool, I, you know. I, 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 actually, I actually, I actually do too. I, I, I kid around saying it'd be easy. I'd be, uh, I'd be freaking out. But is that uh, is delivering babies standard training for the EMT program, or is that like was well, winging it? You know, I, I gotta think that maybe it, it, it they must train them in it because they knew what to do. And I, when I asked Andy, I said, oh, that was pretty exciting. He just kind of like shrugged his shoulders and went, eh, another day. You know? <laughs> another day, another so, dollar. Yeah, so I guess if you get picked up by a Bell Ambulance person, uh, I guess you're in safe hands, even if you're going to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I'll never have to worry about that myself, and hopefully I don't need that Bell Ambulance anytime soon there, Tom. But you raised a son who's calm, cool, and collected, just like his old man. Nothing unflappable. Nothing ever rattles him. That's right. You got yeah, it. You have to be unflappable to uh, to be in those bass tournaments and win those championships, by golly. Well, there's a little nerves going on. You know, you know there always I is. Talk, I was talking to guys. I was out fishing this week talking about nerves, and, and they're golfers, right? Yeah. And they were talking about how sometimes, you know, we hear the stories about guys throwing their golf clubs or having a meltdown. And, and I guess that really is true sometimes on some of these golf courses where somebody just loses it. And when you think about it, to, to be the best golfer, you have to have like nerves of steel. If you make a lousy shot, you got to be able to block it out and not let it affect you. Because once you start losing it, you know, so those guys, I think, are the ones with the best you know, mental control, and maybe as a as a tournament fisherman, you almost have to have that same focus and mentality. You got to just, you know, otherwise, if you start worrying about what other people are doing, or if you lost a fish that you should have thought you should have caught, you're going to get yourself rattled, and you'll be off your game. Well, you're right to it. You know, it, it is true. When when you're actually fishing, you're not being rattled. It's it's like at the end after you've weighed in your fish. And, and there's other people coming the way in, and you don't know what they have. You know, that's when you start getting a little anxious. It's like, did I have, do I have enough, or do I not? You know, you don't know. But I'll tell you one thing about golfing, because, you know, I golfed for years. And the thing is, is, you know, you see these golf, you ever, you ever heard of the yips? Y-I-P-S, the yips? Golfers get that. The yips. They get the yips. And that's when they're putting. Now, just imagine, Danny, you got a six-foot putt. And the difference between a million dollars and five hundred thousand dollars is on the line. So a half a million dollars is on the line if you make it or miss it. Just imagine the nerves going through some of these guys trying to make that six foot putt. That's why so many golfers miss those short, easy ones because their nerves are rattled, you know, and it happens to the best of them. It really does. Yes, it's kind of like sinking a, a pressure free throw, yeah. um, you know, in, in a game, which it, talk about skill type things and pressure. I was reading uh, something in one of the magazines where this one gal broke the record with a 22 rifle, you know, when they throw a two inch block in the air 
and she, and she hit it some ungodly, I think it was like 30 some thousand times or 40 some thousand times in a row without missing. How is that humanly possible? Now, what, what do you think would be easier, hitting a free throw or throwing a small block in the air and hitting it with a 22 rifle? Well, I'd say, you know, hitting a free throw, obviously, but even the best free throw shooters in the world can't shoot 40,000 of them in a row and make every one. So I, I, that's one, I, just, I just don't get it. That's some kind of in, superhuman. I don't get, yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I saw a thing, too, on, on YouTube, you can see it, where a guy with a bow and arrow, he shoots an aspirin. I mean, you know the size of an aspirin. I mean, it's small. He shot an aspirin out of the air with a right with a with a bow and arrow, and they had a, a slow motion, you know, of the arrow hitting that little aspirin. It's like, how does a person do that? You know, that's got. You know, there's. I know there's skill involved, but to me, it seems like boy, there's got to be some luck involved too. I don't know. Unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of strange things that happen, but you and me, we're just common folk. You know, we're just, we just average, look at the just, world and in awe. We're just average Joes with your average Joes fishing show. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would be a good name for a show, the Average Joe Fishing Show. <laughs> well, I, I was going to write a book, Tom. Uh, yeah. I was going to write a book, and it was going to be The Average Joe's Guide to Life. And it would have all kinds of Average Joe's-type tips for, for people. Like like Average Joe, if he runs out of toilet paper, coffee filters, always doing a pinch. I'd have all kinds of tips for The Average Joe. And then I'd talk about The Average Joe's Life. So I'll have to start working on that on that book, I think. That uh, That sounds good, because most of us are just Average Joe's, you know. Hey, uh, I wanted to mention before I forget, um, got a flyer from the Pewaukee uh, chapter uh, Walleyes for Tomorrow. Uh, they're going to have a fundraiser Saturday, September 12th. It's the Dana Walk Memorial Fishing Tournament and Benefit Raffle. Uh, it's Saturday the 12th. It'll be at Gina's Sports Dock. Uh, runs from 6 to 2. And there's going to be two-person teams. Uh, 40 bucks to sign up. Includes lunch, beverage, Tickets, they'll have prizes awarded for game fish categories and basket raffles, meat raffles, silent auction, and more. So you can contact uh, Tom Kep at uh, 414-333-9603 if you're, uh, if you're interested. Or, or you could you know, contact someone else in the club. But Dana Walk, if, if you remember Tom, uh, Walks Island is on the west end over right. there. That's their family. Um, he was, uh, he was, uh, killed in that Miller shooting this last year, tragically. So he was a member of the club. So something to keep in mind. Sounds like it might be a good, good cause and a fun tournament coming up in about a month. Have, uh, have you heard anything about guys catching, uh, walleyes out at Pewaukee? I mean, I haven't, my, my finger has not been on the pulse of that lately. You know, I haven't heard anything about anybody getting wall any walleyes out here. Now, if somebody is getting walleyes out here, they're going to keep their mouth shut and not say anything about it. They were getting walleyes. I mentioned this uh, this spring. They were. I saw boats catching walleyes right out in front on the east in front of my place here on the east end. There right. were boats trolling every evening, and that's, of course, you know, shallow water, probably, whatever, seven feet down here, and you know, if the weeds are down. So that look, looked like a spring pattern some people were taking advantage of. 
but since that time, I haven't seen hide nor hair of anybody catching any walleyes out there. Yeah, I haven't heard a thing, and and you know, and and I believe what you're saying is that if guys are catching them, they're not going to say anything, because otherwise there'd be a lot of people out there fishing for them, which I'm sure there are people fishing for them, because they got to be catching them because the lake has so many in it. So yeah, I, you know, we're going to have to check this out, you know, this week, see what's going on with that. What what is interesting, Tom, though, is the bass fishing seems to be down the last couple of years out here um they as you know they had the lunkers uh unlimited which is a great club uh tournament out here last week and i was here for the uh for the weigh-in and uh they're kind of meager picking some small bass you know they and uh i think the biggest bass one one gal had a had a pretty decent one about four pounds i think but uh, in years past, you know, you'd typically have, you know, a couple of four and maybe five pound, you know, five pound plus in there and uh, in, in full bags by, for everybody. But you'd see people coming in with, you know, they take the bag and bring it to the weigh-in, you know, with maybe, you know, three little 14-inch bass in there. It's, so I don't know what's going on out here. Wow. Yeah, I don't, you know, I know they go in, you know, there can be cycles, I guess, for fish on a lake, right? Isn't there yeah. sometimes? Yep. But now, but now bass, they don't stock bass necessarily, do they, in the area nope. lakes? Nope, no need to stock those guys. They're, uh, they're very pro- prolific. They're like bluegills, you know? Right, right. So, you know, yeah, they're, they're going to multiply every year, and, you know, sometimes... Well, you know, it might have been the day. could have been maybe a tough day, although it did look like a beautiful day that day. But, you know, it could have been a tough day. You know, you never know, you know, weather-wise or whatever. So, uh, but that's too bad because, uh, but, you know, then again, and in a, in a tournament situation, though, if it's a tough day weather-wise, you know, and the fish have got a little bit of lockjaw, everybody's got to put up with that. So sometimes, you know, only catching three little bass is enough to win, you know. But you got to work your butt off for those three little bass. So, anyway. Well, have have you ever been in in your years as a tournament fisherman? Have you ever been on a body of water when fishing was just terrible, just really tough for all the competitors, where it was hard just to catch a bass? You better believe it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I've had those experiences. Yep. And and uh, and, I, and I imagine you, these tournaments are normally held on lakes that are considered to be really good for bass. Well, you know, usually you would think that, but there were a few that uh, were not, you know, really known for bass. And you really had a had a search for them. And you know, heck, when I fished the Castle Rock flowage, that's a big body of water, and it's not really known for bass. And uh, Man, I'll tell you what, I worked hard for two days to try to catch a few out there. So, yeah, I've, I've been in those situations, yeah. Hey, Danny, i got to tell you, What's first that? break of the day coming up. Oh. And, you know, you're, you're sitting at home, and I'm, I'm, I'm in an uh, undisclosed location somewhere in Wauwatosa and uh, being very comfy. I just hope you can hear, you can hear me okay, right? Uh, yeah, I can hear you just fine there, buddy. Okay, great. Yeah, because I got my speakerphone on, on my cell phone, so I can hear things really nice. So everything's going peachy dandy right now, but right now we got to take a break. 
This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants. We'll be right back, folks, with more. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan Bush, along with Tommy the True Newbauer. We want to thank you all out there for listening. We always make it a point to uh, thank the law enforcement officers out there uh, protecting us, first responders, people working at Bell Ambulance like Tom's son delivering babies, and healthcare workers all the way around, and military. Thanks for what you do. So, what's on the agenda this morning, Danny? So, I got some information here, Tom, and yeah. I'm going to once again, as you are kind of like you know a genius, um, I've got a uh, uh, one of my shooting magazines, and they're ranking. I guess it's Guns and Ammo magazine. They're ranking the states, the best states for uh, concealed carry in 2020. And basically, these are the states that are, you know, the 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 best as far as you being able to, you know, to, to actually do that and exercise that right. As you know, some states are more stringent and. Um, you know, on their on their gun laws. Now we, I believe, it was under Walker that we were able to finally uh, get concealed carry passed here. And you first you had to uh, either take a course, or if you had your hunter safety certificate, which I did, uh, I was able to um, I was able to uh, get get that certificate. And I was up at our, uh, talking to our friend Randy at Midwestern Shooter Supply this week. I was up there uh, Thursday, I believe. And uh, man. You wouldn't believe the amount of people going in there. I mean, gun sales, we've talked about it, are, are, are booming ammo. Uh, people are starting to think that they need to uh, exercise their Second Amendment rights and protect themselves. So, um, so that's, that's, that's pretty booming business. But of all the states, Tom, which states do you think would be like the worst, the most restrictive? Uh, I just want to see if you can guess which ones they might be. I would say any, any liberal democratic state. Okay, well that okay. <laughs> Give me some name. Okay, because see if you can name one that's in like the worst worst five, top five uh, as far as Illinois. Okay, no, actually, surprisingly, no. Illinois wasn't as bad. No, oh wait, they they were they were ranked. Okay, they talk. Somehow we got. Why does it say we got 51 states? Uh, they, oh, that's weird. Well, they're ranked uh, 42, like worst uh, number. So num- if it's if it's a number one, that means it's a good good state for concealed carry. So Illinois. So, but it wasn't in the worst five. Uh, take another guess. Oh, I don't know. I'm just gonna throw out uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're number 45. But here's here's the ones that were the worst. Uh, at number fifty-one, Hawaii. Uh, number fifty. This one shouldn't surprise you. California. Oh yeah, I should have said that right away. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought you would have guessed yeah. California. And then uh, let's see, they got New Jersey. In the next one, New York. Yeah. Yeah. New York. Yeah. You could pretty much figure those. As far as Wisconsin. Um, let's see, I'm, I'm thinking Wisconsin wasn't, I think we were more kind of middle of the road. Uh, we were ranked number 27. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, 
in the middle. But as far as the uh, the states that were the uh, were the best, oh, yeah. uh, let's see All if. You, oh yes. West. Okay, you're on the right track. Name one. Well, like Montana, Wyoming, Utah, all of those places. Hey, Texas, Texas fairly... uh, Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma, where all the cowboys uh, come from. Yeah, and here's what it says. Arizona issues permits, though it doesn't require them for concealed carry if you're over 21. Open carry is legal at the age of 18. Uh, Arizona managed to score top marks in every category they used for their evaluation. Um, yeah, so Arizona. Another good one said uh, Kansas, and then Idaho, and Kentucky, New Hampshire, <coughs> Alaska. So, yeah, you're, you're pretty much on the right track there. Yeah, Alaska, um, you'd almost have to. You know, you got all those darn polar bears wandering around trying to eat you. Right, right. Um, and Alaska, I would imagine, is one area where if you're walking in some remote town, middle of winter, and you got a 44 Magnum strapped on your on your hip, nobody's really going to think anything of it, um, you know, because like you said, there's wild critters and stuff running around there. So yeah, I think so, I think they're all walking around with either a rifle over their shoulder or a sidearm. Yeah, you better believe it. I know I would well, be. Well, you know, and the other thing, though, too, is uh, uh, we mentioned last week we, we were talking about the NRA and how they kind of had a debacle and uh, with, the mis- you know, some of their execs getting kind of greedy with funds. So now they're in trouble. But we do need organizations out there fighting to protect our Second Amendment rights. And the one that uh, we did had a caller called in and suggested was I think it was GOA, Gun o- Owners of America. And I went to their website and it's like 25 bucks, I believe, to join. And I meant to join them this week, and I haven't gotten around to it. But uh, I believe I'm going to do that because they uh, do get involved in doing some of the, some fighting, you know, with some of the legislation and so forth, uh, trying to protect our rights. And at this point um, in time, especially with the national election coming, coming up, uh, it, it, you know, you don't know. The way this world's going, you wonder what 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 rights they're kind of taking away our First Amendment rights now, where it used to be you could say something or express an opinion. Now people are getting fired from their jobs just by expressing their own personal opinions. So the world's gotten kind of kind of Orwellian here. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. Some of these companies uh, are throwing those uh, you know freedom of speech uh, out the window uh, because they're not allowing people to say what they think. And it doesn't matter what it's about, if you're Republican, Democrat, or whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, if you you don't like the pick that Joe Biden, you know, his running mate, you know, if you're a Democrat and you don't like that pick, or you're a Republican and and you don't like the person personally or whatever, I mean, you can't even say it now, and you get fired, you know, for some, with some companies, you know, that is. So, yeah, Yeah. we're we're kind of losing a few of those rights there. We're going to watch it. So um, what's your bass report this week? Have you been uh, in between what your your son's delivering babies? Have they taken you out bass fishing this week to Lake X? No, my son, my oldest son uh, that I usually go with, he uh, he did his last his last basketball tournament. You know, he's uh, he's the head coach for the varsity uh, basketball team at Wauwatosa West. 
but he also had to finish up his uh, head coaching job with AAU basketball, and he was in Minnesota this last weekend. They had some big tournament up there, so that was his last one that he had to do. So this coming week, we're going fishing. So as a matter of fact, I, I expect to hear from him today about going out tomorrow, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. So they they were continuing to have basketball tournaments even with oh, the COVID yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, huh. they I'm were. Kind of, I'm kind of surprised that they were still still doing that with all the hysteria about the COVID thing right now. Well, you know that's how that's how these young fellas they're, they're they get seen by the big colleges, you know, by the scouts, and uh, this is their opportunity to be seen and maybe to get. Uh, uh, letters of what do they call that when uh, a college wants you to come to your pl- to their place? I can't think of the name of it. Uh, I don't know. I never got one of those letters, Tom. So I wasn't quite so. Uh, well, you know, but, when the college wants them to come, so you know they're being seen by these big time scouts from these big colleges. So this is their opportunity to shine, and I guess they didn't want the kids to lose that opportunity. So anyway, right now it's time we got to take another break. But folks, right after this break, we got the gut report. I got a really good one for you. I just made it uh, the other day. It's really good. So, you know, I can verify it. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss it here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Uh, This week's. Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, folks, like I said before, I just made this the other day. Um, I call it a taco tomato surprise or tomato taco surprise. What you do is first you take some tomatoes, some good-sized tomatoes, and you hollow them out, okay? Hollow them out. Then, and you got to put a, take a little slice off the bottom of them so they stand upright. Anyway, then you take a pound of ground beef and you, you know, Heat that up, drain the, uh, the grease off of it, and then you add a packet of Ortega taco mix. Mix that all up, okay? Then when that's ready, you put the taco meat mixture in the tomato, and then you put your fixings on it. You know, you can put, uh, you know, like your cheddar cheese, uh, maybe some uh, onion or whatever. You, you put some lettuce, some uh, sour cream. I'll tell you what, it looks great when it's all sitting there. It's a little messy to eat, though, but you know what? It is really good. And right now, with all those tomatoes popping in gardens, it's a great time to try this. Anyway, uh, the discount liquor, just wanted to let you know, is in its 60th year of business. No other liquor store has been local and original family-owned for that many years. And there's a reason why they've been that way, folks. They've been in business that long because of price, service, and selection. So if you're looking for weekly specials or just looking for that hard-to-find item, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. That's DiscountLiquorInc.com for weekly specials. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan Bush along with Tommy the True Newbauer. 
Thanks, Tom, for that great gut report. And uh, don't forget, uh, folks, we will have the Hornswoggle segment coming up uh, later. And for last week's winner, we did send out the prizes on uh, Thursday, I believe. So for last week's winner, you should be getting that shortly if you haven't done so already. Um, Tom, I was... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, well, I was look- no, you go ahead. <laughs> I was looking at the, uh, I've been checking some reports on the Bay of Green Bay. And as you guys know, we had our friend Jerry Ruffalo, uh, who has Anglers Plus Guide Service, um, on, on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was, and he called in. And he's, he posts regularly on Lake Link if you ever want to check some of his posts. But uh, evidently, uh, the bite for the walleyes is, is going good on the Bay of Green Bay. Uh, looks like they're out there trolling number seven, uh, the flicker minnows and in, in racy shad and green alewife, uh, being the best. Um, right now he's booked totally for August, but he has some dates open in September and October. So I would encourage anybody if you want to go out and probably end up with a limit of walleyes, Bay of Green Bay, call Jerry up there at anglers plus guide service. Yeah, he does a really good job and. Boy, I'll tell you what, that Bay of Green Bay, we, we, you know, I'll tell you, Dan, we in Wisconsin are so fortunate. We've got, like, the Bay and Green Bay with monster muskies, monster walleyes, monster smallmouth. We've got over 15,000 named lakes in this state, more than Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes. Anyway, and, and they're just all full of fish, all different kinds of fish. And then we got Lake Michigan with all the salmon and trout. And then the hunting opportunities, you know, bear and deer and all kinds of other stuff. I'm telling you, this is a great place to live. And I hope a lot of people don't hear about it. Otherwise, we'll get too many people here taking up your spots in the parking lots. Oh, oh yeah. There, 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 there you go, complaining about the people from Illinois now. See, no, <laughs> you, were, you were saying that you didn't want kids to, to, to grow up liking fishing because you didn't want them to take your parking spot. Well, I've, 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 uh, I've kind of changed. I've kind of changed my mind oh, on that one. Well, I, we all know you were joking. We all know yeah. Uh, I, in fact, I was out on, uh, I was out on, uh, um, uh, Pewaukee this week, yesterday, in fact, I was out with, uh, Tom Pippen, who was on our, you know, on our sure. show yeah. last year. So Tom contacted me and he's got a friend named Bruce and, uh, they go to the same church and, uh, Bruce, I think, is in his 80s, and he still loves to fish. So we were able to get out there, and we got Bruce a muskie and the big pike. But uh, while we were uh, uh, out there, I watched a family. It was kind of nice. There was it looked like uh, it looked like the whole family was on the, on the boat trolling, and we saw Dad jump up and handed the rod to a, to a, to one of the boys and. And I could see him clearing lines, and uh, it looked like uh, looked like the lad caught a fish. So I thought that was pretty nice that yeah. a kid kid could get on out there and get a fish. Um, as far as the uh, water temps on Pewaukee now, <clears throat> as you guys know, uh, it was you know about a maybe a couple weeks ago. It was really pretty brutal out there. So I had canceled some uh, some trips with Dr. Sandy because when the water temp is you know way into the 80s and it's tough on those muskies sometimes to revive them with our cool nights uh the temperatures you know typically back down to about 78 uh i've seen 77 78 
might get up to 79, you know, maybe later in the afternoon. So you still want to be careful when you're handling the fish. A um, couple things to keep in mind. Uh, make sure if you do go out there that you have all your hookout tools right next to you. Um, one of the tools, Tom, that I've been using, uh, which I hadn't used for years uh, for muskies, was a, the Baker hookout tool. Now, I, I used to always just use a long needle nose, but I found that Baker hookout tool is actually easier because you hold it, you know, in your hand. You know, it's hard to explain, but it's just easier it, it, it to to uh, to hold and operate that without likely dropping it into the drink whereas with a long needle nose sometimes you're trying to open it up and and so forth you could easily drop it into the lake but the baker hookout tool another another pike uh tool that i used to always use was a jaw spreader and you know for years i never even bothered with muskies but i've had if if you have a fish that seems to be hooked you know messed up and it's hooked down deep there sometimes just putting a jaw spreader in there can help help get the hooks out so you know having those things and a cutter because i've had to cut hooks now you can go and sp spend you know expensive lot of money buying different uh cutting you know uh, types of fisherman's tools what i like to do is just go to the hardware store tom and get like a mini bolt cutters they're like 10 inches long yep. Yep. And just just get that mini bolt cutters, and I mean they're not much. Sometimes you might even find them in like a, go to your Ace Hardware, find them in the clearance bin, and buy one of those and uh, keep it sharp. Yeah, replace it every couple of years because they do get the jaws get kind of rusty and they and it gets tougher as far as cutting the hooks. But generally those work really slick, and I'll tell you that has saved the life of some fish out there when I had to just say heck with it, I'm going to cut these hooks, and then it was you know easy release. Yeah, I've had to do that many times. My uh, bolt cutters are actually got a blue handle, and uh, had over the years had to use those many times, cutting the hook off to you know slide it out of a muskie real easily. And uh, and you know the Baker tools are very popular. We sell a lot of Baker, you know, hookouts and uh, needle noses and and uh, uh, mouth spreaders. And you know, uh, the old mouth spreaders would sometimes puncture a hole in the bottom jaw of a muskie or a pike right there's new ones now that uh they've got kind of a flat spot on it so it still holds the mouth open but doesn't puncture holes so those are like fish friendly i guess you'd call them mouth spreaders so yeah all that stuff is important to have if a person's going to go muskie fishing you better be prepared because when that Chinese fire drill happens, <laughs> you don't want to be looking in the tackle box for stuff. You know, you want it right there by you. I think um, our our buddy Jeff uh, Tilke, Tilke up uh, Tilkins up there at uh, at Smokies on the Bay. He, uh, I believe, the company that he was working with was Tyrant. Uh, I think is right. the name of the company, and they were the first that I ever saw about ten years ago that came up with a jaw spreader that was designed to be easy on the fish and not go puncture a hole in the fish's mouth. Yeah, I think um, that's who it was, yeah. But, uh, you know, but the, you know, otherwise, the regular ones, though, Tom, I, uh, unless, unless, they, unless you have, it seems to me if you get like a small, small little fish, like a little northern or something, those are the ones that would sometimes, that would puncture through. A bigger fish, uh, they're pretty sturdy. I haven't had a problem, haven't had a problem with that at all. Hey. Um, well, I gotta let people know I got a fishing report. If you're looking for big bluegills, uh, Monona Bay out on Lake Monona out in Madison, 
is producing really dandy bluegills. And the people that told me this information, guess what they're using to catch them? Nightcrawler. No, mini mites. Mini mites, oh, okay. They're they're catching a lot of them on mini mites, and they, they like, they prefer the pink color, but they were buying a couple of different colors yesterday because they had never seen some of these other colors, so they figured they were going to try them, but pink was their favorite. I told them my favorite was always orange, but, you know, by golly, I wouldn't argue with success. If you're catching them on pink, keep doing it. But I also want to let everybody know that uh, Studio 360 Photo, is, it's run by our good friend Dave Olson, is in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. It's your one-stop shop for professional photography and video production. Dave's got like 40 years of experience. He can help you with no matter what size of project you have. It's uh, studio360photo.net. I mean, you got, you've got any kind of photos to take. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to get my wife to sit down with me, have a nice photo of us taken, you know, but I don't know if she'll do that. But anyway, uh, give Dave Olson a call and look him up on the web at studio360photo.net. You'll be glad you did. And and Danny, coming up now is the Hornswoggle, brought That's... to you by Carl's Country Market and Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. You can win some really nice prizes, folks, so you want to stay tuned. You know, Carl's Country Market has got the best meat around, the best sausages. They're award-winning sausages. And, of course, you know, Baitmate and Coleman, they're the best at what they do. So, hey, we like to keep uh, our friends close, you know, because our friends are always the best at what they do. uh, 799-1250. Now, if you have one in the last couple weeks, kind of maybe try and let somebody else have a chance to call in because we get lots of people calling in trying to win. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't won in a couple weeks and you want to give a shot, 799-1250. And uh, I'll try and keep the questions. uh, I'll try and keep it easier this week, Tom. All righty. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. We'll be right back with more with the Hornswoggle. And we're brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants. Stay tuned for more, folks. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Um, I'm Dan Bush, along with Tom Neubauer, Mitch on the boards, helping us out in the studio. Thank you there. And, uh, Mitch, do we have a uh, contestant for the Hornswoggle? We do for the Hornswoggle. It's Roger in Cudahy. Roger in Cudahy. Good morning, Roger. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. Doing good. Okay. So we've got uh, hunting seasons going to be coming up here in about, oh, geez, about a month. Bow, and, bow hunting and small game. And, uh, um... Crossbows. Some guys are using crossbows now for hunting. So I'm going to kind of go on that theme. So the fastest speed, arrow feet per second speed that a crossbow can reach is 200 feet per second. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Oh, hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Yeah. Any idea, Roger, how 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 fast they can go? Uh, I would say probably about 400 feet per second. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 right on that. I'm going to be talking about that in a little bit after our Hornswoggle segment. Okay, um, crossbows 
are now legal to use in the state of Wisconsin along with the regular bow season, Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? Uh, no Hornschwaggle. No Hornschwaggle. Right. You're two for two. And uh, with the super fast 400 feet per second crossbow, shots at 200 yards are no problem. Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? Uh, Hornschwaggle. Hornschwaggle. Okay, that's good. All right. Well, I figured I'd make, make, make these relatively easy if you know anything about crossbows and hunting, which you obviously, obviously do, Roger. So uh, you'll uh, get that $10 certificate from Carl's Country Meat. You'll also get that prize package from our good friends at Baitmate. And uh, thanks for li- listening. Oh, great way to start the weekend. Thanks, guys. All right. Take oh. care, man. Thanks. Hey, Danny, what was Roger's total score? Three for three. Well, he's a genius, folks, ain't he? <laughs> well, no, Tom. No, Tom. You're the only genius around uh, here, buddy. Oh, you're it's a genius. just you. You're a genius. You hooked up my cereal. Speaking of geniuses, uh, we've got uh, Fish Addiction, Sean Gillis, on the line. Hey, great. We haven't heard from Sean in quite a while. Good morning, Sean. Hey, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Bushy. How you guys doing? Good. Doing good, man. Outstanding. Hey, I just called to let you guys know, uh, you know, with the COVID and everything, nobody. Nobody's open, nothing's going on, but man, are we beating up on the huge coho and big kings on the lake. <laughs> That's what we've heard. Big kings, big cohos, big fish out there. Yeah, last, so, last, last trip out, we ended up having uh, two cohos over 13 pounds, which is unheard of. Wow. Yeah, they had the big uh, salmon tournament up in uh, Sheboygan, and they had fish over 30 pounds coming in. That's crazy. It's a great year for it. I'll tell you what, fishing's never been so good. So, at the the beginning... What? Go ahead, Tom. Well, I was going to ask you, Sean, are you still taking people out? Oh, yeah. Every, every, uh, Every weekend, every morning if they want to. And, and how do they get a hold of you if they want to go out with you? Uh, just call me direct at 414-852-8446, or you can go on fishaddiction.net. Yeah, so, so what's, what, what's been your popular uh, lures? Um, the white paddles have been on fire lately, the white dodgers and twice, frog, super frog, and uh, little boy blue. been crazy. Have you been having to go out in deeper water? We have been. We've been running about 12 miles out, uh, 250, wow. 250 feet of water, but it's worth it. You get out there, and we had, uh, let's see, the, the biggest king we had was 26 pounds last weekend, and... Uh, yeah, the cohos were were huge, just huge. 20, uh, 12 miles out. Can you see Michigan from that far out? <laughs> no. <laughs> no you, you, can, uh, you can still see the city of Milwaukee at that range. You usually lose the city at about 17 miles. So. Oh, really? Wow. That's, that's, oh, boy. That'd make me nervous. <laughs> so do you have to... Do you have to go out that far just to try and, you know, find, you know, is it because there's too much warm water in close? What's going on there, Sean? Yeah, there was a lot of warm water in close. The the, uh, the temperature break was down about 90 feet, 70 to 90 feet. Um, and that temperature break happens to be where the salmon prefer to feed. So we were following that temperature break, and we found the most uh, bait and alewives out in uh, 250 feet of water, and they were... All the fish we caught had adult alewives in their stomach, and they were fat and happy. So the 13 pound—I've never heard 13 pound coho. I mean, I'm used to catching like three pounders. 
those oh, yeah. are normally you're getting two to five pounders all the time and occasionally one bigger than that our smallest one that trip was six pounds and our largest one was almost 14 and then what did you say you got a 26 pound king 26 pound king yep, yep. and uh, yeah I've, i have i have heard of some 30 pounders coming out out of the out of the lake this year yeah that's not unusual um like a 30 pounder is a, a wall hanger for sure. A 30 pounder is something to brag about, but uh, you don't get a lot of them. But yeah, there's there have been a few caught. Why do you think, you know, a couple of years back, it'd be nigh impossible to get a 30 pounder? Uh, is it because there's more bait fish, alewives available, or have they cut down on the stocking where there's not as many fish, so yeah, not as much competition? Yeah, there's less. There's less. Um, less fish being stocked by the DNR. They were afraid that there was too little bait in the lake. Um, so they reduced their stocking over the past five years. Now they're bumping the stocks back up because they see in their net surveys that there's plenty of bait in the lake, that the uh, fears of no bait was unfounded, and so they bumped their stocking back up. And in the next four to five years, we'll have salmon coming out of our ears. So how about as far as any big lakers? Are you stumbling in, into any of those out there? Oh, yeah, if you want to drop down deep enough, uh, the Lakers prefer to be a little bit below the salmon, but uh, but if you want to drop down deep enough, there are times where you, we've gotten uh, with 23, 24-pound Lakers already this year. So they're if you want them. Yeah, I would guess there's probably some 30-pound potential out there for Lakers. Oh, definitely, definitely. I guess Lake Superior is the, the, the place where they got the legendary 50-pounders and so forth. I don't think I've ever heard of, uh, heard of anything that big coming out of Lake Michigan. Uh, maybe Tom can check the records there. But, uh, you know, we definitely, Tom was talking earlier about how we definitely have great fishing opportunities all the way around here. Now, you're out there slamming, slamming the salmon, and, uh, and uh, we've got our other friends up there, Jerry Ruffalo, up slamming walleyes in the Bay of Green Bay. Uh, oh, yeah. muskies, from, muskies, from what I hear, I'm getting some early reports that uh, some of the guys in the lower bay are starting to uh, uh, troll into some muskies now. So that's, that, that, that bite's going to kick in. So lots to look forward to, my friend. And then you're, you're going to be up uh, trying to shoot some trophy deer soon, I'm guessing. Yes, sir. I, uh, I ordered, before the COVID thing hit, I ordered like 700 um, face guards or buffs that had the Fish Addiction logo printed on them. And... Boy, did those come in at the right time. I think I got 50 of them left after all that COVID stuff. Been selling like crazy. So so you're actually selling the face masks to, uh, are you, what, are you selling them to your fishing clients or are you actually, going online? Actually, if you book a charter, you get the face masks for free. Hey, what a deal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know, shrewd, shrewd marketing there, my friend. Yeah. And we're coming up to the top of the hour and uh sean gillis is on the phone with us we appreciate you calling sean and if people want to hire you because it seems like you've got your finger on the pulse of the salmon and trout out there um all they got to do is go to fishaddictions.net correct that's correct you can book online you can even pay online if you want to all right hey thanks for calling sean don't be a stranger all right sounds good guys take it easy take care all right bye now and when we come back after this break danny I do have the two records in my hand of coho salmon and Chinook salmon, and you'll be surprised what they are out of Lake Michigan. So we'll Can't be right back f- right after this, folks. It's going to be a short break, second hour, coming up with Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer. 
Don't go anywhere. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 